Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. right into it welcome to another episode of the lonely heart sports podcast episode two this week as we did the special edition earlier in the week we'll preview indie division series and baseball today it's literally just going to be about football and about hockey nhl season underway we'll give our preview of what we think will happen around the league who makes the playoffs who wins awards and who wins the cup football wise we'll talk about week six what to look forward to key matchup key matchups and whatnot there but let's get into it with the nhl this is honestly i i I love hockey jake loves hockey we look forward to hockey season it pretty much will take us from now in october all the way till mid-june even though i'm not a fan of mid-june but um uh, no i enjoy the hockey season altogether uh let's start off with how we think the Sabres are going to do this season since that is our team. I'll have you take it away, good sir. All right, so just one game in. The team got their first win last night against Ottawa Senators. Sun's on pace to go 0-82. Yep, Sabres on pace to go 82-0, but it wasn't a pretty game, if we're being completely honest. That's only game one, though. They that's, had... that's the thing. It's only game one. It wasn't pretty, but this is something we didn't see. What stood out to me was in years past, like last night wasn't pretty, but our like our our depth was the reason we won that game and goaltending, which clearly we both know the Sabres have struggled with both of that. We got second and third line scoring last night. It wasn't just our top line buzzing because I've had, honestly, in my opinion, the best two players on the ice for me were Paterka and, uh, Paterka and Cousins. I thought those two looked great together. Um, I think Jacob Bryson also had a great game last night too on defense. Yes, he did. I, I, I like – like I said, it, it's I know it's early, but it's still already promising from what I see out in game one compared to what we had missed last year where either the goaltending wouldn't show up and we would lose high scoring were, games or we just yeah, or we just couldn't get scoring and but no, I'm all in all I'm I'm happy just start the season off with the win. You can never complain about that. Um no, I, I'm curious to see though how Comrie is gonna look in that. That, that is, to me, is still, I think, a question mark for this team to see if they have that actual one-two goaltending, uh, clearly with UPL being back in Rochester for another year and just hoping he's going to dominate down there. So the thing is, there is, like, I'm interested to see how Comrie will look in goal two because, like, yeah, he didn't fare well in the preseason game and in his preseason outing. Like, he allowed, like, what, six goals, I think it was? Yeah, it was something crazy. It was like, like it was like five or six goals, I believe it was, or any or something like that. Um, may have been more, may have been less. I I know it was I know it was quite a few though. But he got he got shaken up. That I think game. it was seven. They're gonna they get the Pittsburgh game, right? Pittsburgh. They gave did they keep him in the whole game? I know he gave up like five or six. I feel like the, I feel like they would have taken him out, but even with it being preseason there, but still, nonetheless, the guy got rocked. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting. And they're also coming up against Florida tomorrow, so it's definitely no easy opponent for sure. So coming <laughs> up right off the bat, two ga- coming off the right off the get right off the gate practically, two games at home against well Florida who play who's all 
perennial playoff contender already. I mean, they are fa- they are favored to make a deep. They it, they are predicted to make a pretty deep run in the Stanley Cup playoffs, anyways. Uh, in like in the upcoming like in this season, and then Ottawa with all the acquisitions that they had over the off season, they thought everybody thought like maybe they would make a charge for the playoffs given everything that's happening. But again, it's only game one. Sabres won that. How Comrie react, how Comrie is in goal tomorrow against a top team in the Florida Panthers will certainly be interesting, especially with Florida's new acquisitions that they have. Um, Overall though, I just like that from a Sabres perspective, they're competitive, like right out the gate. I mean, the thing is though, is like looking back at last season, like, they started out hot and then they just shit the bed up until the final like two, three weeks of the season, obviously. But overall, like they gave up the first goal and they didn't sit, they, they didn't like slouch. They didn't like hang their heads and say, fuck, we're going to lose. They just continued pushing on right from the get go. Anderson stopped the breakaway to prevent it from being 2 0. To, uh, in favor of Ottawa, and then like Darlene Paterka scored, Darlene scored, and I mean Ottawa was having Ottawa had chances like later on after that, but Anderson just had a great game in goal, and I mean two empty netters from Olsen definitely helped as well to like give to make it like a four to one game. This, the game doesn't the scoreline does not reflect the game altogether. I think Ottawa Ottawa was the better team in some instances, but the Sabers were like. I would say it's fairly even in a way, but still a good game nonetheless since the Sabres did come out on top. We always talk about it's not how you win, it's how many wins you have. So getting out the gate, 1-0, and home, winning the home opener, definitely something that's always exciting to see. Um, I just think, I think it's going to be a true test to see how they match up with Florida, to, like looking, in, looking ahead to game two. But the thing is, though, is like, Again, as long like they're competitive, I think that I, I'm still I'm still thinking that the team can make the playoffs. You and I were talk we were talking last night. I'm like, you know what? Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. I've said it time and time again. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. This is the year they finally get in. It's only we'll, we'll just see what happens. If they win, I'm happy. If they lose, I'm not going to complain because it's only game two. No, exactly. And like you said, I Florida is one of the top teams in the league still, if not. If not the best in the East, um, I I'm not gonna go as far as say that because I do think this year there's a couple better teams, especially with the yeah, acquisitions. I'll have ahead of them. Yeah, I had. Yeah, I, I, got, I got a couple teams ahead of Florida just because of their offseason. I think they definitely lost, like with the whole the chalk trade and losing um Huberto and um what's his face uh, the defenseman. Yeah. In the trade, I I think Florida definitely got worse, but not not clearly not a lot worse. Um, Calgary's still going to be it's going to be improved on that, in my opinion. I mean, they locked both those guys up long term too, right? Yeah, and then the Calgary goes and got um, Kadri as well. Exactly after that, but no, I think Saturday will be a good test to show kind of what the Sabres, especially being early in the season, everyone being fresh, kind of can show where the Sabres might be able to line up against the better teams in the East this year. And if not even just the better teams in the league altogether. Um, But no, I I like definitely, I like the line combinations last night as well. I think it was perfect. Like Tage Skinner, Olafson, because I think Olafson needs to be with two playmakers like that. Otherwise you're kind of going to see kind of what happened 
years past where Olafson would get or kind of what happened with Skinner when he was on fourth line. It's like he needs to play with the stars. Um, I would like to see a line of Krebs, Quinn, and Paterka at some point, but clearly I don't think Quinn is ready to take that spot as a center yet in the NHL. Um, so that's why they have him with Tuck and middle stamp. But no, like I guess that that third line last night of Krebs, Cousins, and Paterka I think was – very promising to me because they did not look like a third line in the NHL. That could be a that could be a, a, at least a second line on other yeah. teams as well. No, you're not wrong there. I mean, the thing is though, is like Krebs Quinn Paterka line. Like honestly, didn't happen a lot out here in Rochester. Like when you think about it, looking at it from a, looking at it from a perspective. I mean, I think it only happened like it only it happened. It didn't happen a lot. It was later in the season that it started happening. Yes, it was later in the season that it started happening. But, like, at the same time, like, it wasn't as often as, like, how – as a lot of people think it would there. I mean, I would like to see that line, too, just to see how they gel together because, obviously, like, I think they could. But, again, I'm not complaining about the line that – I'm not complaining about the lines that were that were set up last night because, uh, because everything worked well for the most part. And the crazy thing is there is, like, I want to go into – like, <laughs> Middlestep didn't play bad yesterday. No, he did not. Middlestep did not play bad. I mean, the thing is, there is like, okay, like I'm not like I kind of am expecting like World Juniors Casey Middlestep to pop pop back up again. But like, there was an in, there was a brief moment that that did happen there. But he didn't play terrible. So I'm not. So again, like I don't want. I I think where the lines are. Like obviously, Granado's gonna probably tweak it to see like what chemistry looks like and everything. Uh, obviously, but the thing is though is like, I would see how these lines can go for a few games and right out the gate with the season and see like how things go. Yeah, no, I, I like. Oh, and you gotta remember as well, middle set last year in preseason got injured and didn't never was like I would say fully healthy throughout last season. He took this all off season now. And he's back to healthy, and I'm hoping we get to see the Casey Middle set that, like, everyone when coming off of that World Junior year that he had, that people thought he was going to be a star for us. I'm hoping he can kind of get back to that form and genuinely make himself a top six uh, center in the NHL. Um, top yeah. six as in, like, forward lines, not like a top six player in the NHL. I should clarify that just in case people would have misunderstood that. Oh, yeah. No, not top no I, mean, I mean, you look at this team's depth, like, you go – Lines like one through four now. It's like, yeah, clearly that fourth line is your just grinder line. Like, that's still the, not a bad line. It's still not a bad line for your fourth line, but you go one, you go lines one through three. Now you look at it, you're like, okay, they have goal scores on all three lines and they got playmakers on those lines as well. It's like this team could get a lot of scoring. And then you look at our, our defense core as well. I think come middle of the season, people are going to look at the Sabres defense core and say they're top. Their top four defensemen might be like I would say top ten in the NHL of um of defensive pairings. No, you're not wrong there because the thing is there is like obviously obviously like obviously Owen Power looking at Owen Power like a lot of expectation is put on him. I mean he's highly rated to win. He's highly rated for the Calder uh, this year. I mean, Darlene, obviously the former number one overall pick. I mean, he's definitely proven to be a, he's definitely proven to be that guy. Um, Matthias uh, Samuelson just locked up a seven year deal. Um, and the thing is there too, is like, he, he looked great. He like, 
the sample size is small there, but the potential is great. And the thing is there is like that contract could look out to look like to be a huge bargain in the future if he continues the production that he's at. Like I'm not expecting him to score goal like score goals and have points, but he's a defenseman's def- like he's a defense defenseman. Like well, yeah, he- that's why he's lined up with Darlene as well, because Darlene is that defenseman that will go out there and give you the offensive productivity. So those yeah. two like are perfect matching for each other. Whereas then you look at that uh, Owen Power Yoki Haru combination, like people want Owen Power to produce points because he was the first overall pick. That's not why he was drafted by Buffalo. It's because Owen Power is a lockdown defender. So when you have him and Yoki Haru together, it's like you're going to see teams be like struggle to score against that line right there. Exactly, exactly. And then even then with like and the, and then even then with the Bryson Lubushkin, like that third defensive line there. Like Bryson played really well last night, in my opinion. Labushkin, other than that one other than that one penalty there, I mean like he other than that one penalty there, he didn't have a bad game either for his first official game as a saber. Like I think uh, I really think that the squad that this team has, like with the depth that it has is better, obviously the best it's been in years, in my opinion. And of course, like I've looking, even at looking at everything from a standpoint, like it's just going to be team-based competitive, competitive team-based hockey. I do have a couple issues though, that I did notice last night with this team. I mean, you can't give up four breakaway. Well, they gave up four or five breakaways, whatever it was. You can't expect your goaltender always stand on his head like Anderson did last night. And then also a thing that did was very worrisome to me last night. Like I said, I know it's only game one, so they have time to fix it. And I hope they do. Their power play was atrocious. They had yeah, literally had, they got to work on the lines and make sure the chemistry on the power play works. Yeah, they had nothing working for them. Every time they got the puck, it was just clearing out. They, could, they couldn't work the puck around it at all. Um, now, that might be that. Ottawa has a very good penalty kill because last night as well, the Sabres penalty kill did impress me as well. But it's just the power play, like got nothing going and that could hurt you come down the stretch. But like like we keep saying, it's only game one, small yeah, sample size. Their but... power play always isn't done that great either when you really think about it historically. Um, but yeah, no, they definitely do need to clean it up a bit there. Again, like we said, it's only game one. It's only We're only like literally first week into the season there. Exactly. I'm, I, I'm excited for this team because <clears throat> the crowd showed up for the guys last night. 15,400 um, plus. Exactly. The guys showed up and it seems like when you go back to last year as well, all the games that people showed up for, like the Eichel game, the RJ games, people showed up and the team went and won those games. They need it. If this team wants to keep the fans around, because let's be honest, that gives Buffalo a big I, – I because Buffalo is one of the best hockey cities in in the NHL, and if you yeah. can keep the fans here, it's just going to give that give you the actual home ice advantage. Unlike what we were missing last year, when you would only get like half sold out crowds. Exactly, half sold out crowds. Yeah, no, they were getting on the franchise practice. I mean the I mean the Canadian fans that aren't Maple Leafs fans that weren't able to come over either. Obviously, that played a little bit of a factor. But no, the thing is, there is like overall the franchise, like on the ice and off the ice, is trying is doing things finally to bring the fans back into the arena. Um, they, the fans know that the product on the ice, like they have, they have their young core, they're building, they've built up around them. It, the draft and develop strategy uh, for the most part, 
finally seems like like it's it's working. It seems like it's working there. They they locked down. They uh, locked up uh, both Adams and Granado multi year extensions. So these are the guys that we're gonna st- that the team that the team is gonna stick behind overall for the next few years, which is great. Finally, creating some stability in a franchise that has had instability for the last decade. Well, Andrew, we finally have a we finally have a coach behind the bench that the players love. You have a GM who cleaned up your past GMs all their stupid moves. And basically had to start from scratch. Yes, I know his first year here, he kind of, I don't want to say force like a rebuild to happen faster, but he kind of went into like a win now sort of thing because he knew he had to keep try to keep Jack around. That didn't work. And now Adams goes, cleans it up, makes all these great moves for this team. Um, this team has recently in past years drafted. That's also easy to say when you're drafting high. But yeah, there hasn't, really, there hasn't been like a noticeable miss on any of our drafts in the past couple of years. Um, so it's just like, thankfully, like this team is looking on the up and up. Yeah, exactly. I, and that's the thing there. Like that's all the fans honestly want is the team to like be on the up and up, be competitive and content and to try to contend. I mean, a lot of the fans think that this isn't the year to get to the playoffs. I'm going to tell you you're all wrong and you're going to see this hockey team in the playoffs. I don't care. Um, I'm that I I I'm I'm probably too much into the Kool Aid right now about that, but I don't care at this point. Um, but off the ice too, like they've been communicating with the fans, giving the fans like what they want. I mean, they brought back an alternate jersey that was a fan favorite, a jersey as an a, a jersey as an alternate that's a, that was a fan favorite for years, still is a fan favorite. They've got the reverse retro that the fans are looking forward to as well. So they'll have four jerseys this year. They also low low key. What nobody realized is that Del like the team in Delaware North, like they were making some changes to the concessions menu as well. Um, I saw that yesterday. I saw that in an article. So they're making some changes to what will be offered food and drink wise. Nothing too major. Just adding a few items, making adding some new specialty items. So uh, so you know. I mean, they still need to like improve the arena tenfold and like fix the seating, fix the bathrooms, get a bigger jumbotron. But other than that, I mean, that's a long-term project there. But hey, the team is finally doing the the franchise as a whole is finally doing things that like they should have been doing years ago, and they finally have people like to actually that actually know what the hell they're doing on the ice and off the ice and the crazy thing is too is remember when adams was hired as general manager a lot of people were like who the fuck is this guy he's your director of business development for your overall for for your overall operation like they're just putting a guy they're putting they everybody was like wait why'd they put this guy in as general manager he he won't know shit well it turns out that he looks like he knows what he's doing doesn't he it does. It does. And it, I mean, let's be, he was a great hockey man. I mean, he was on that 2005 Stanley Cup winning team down in uh, Carolina. So he knows 2006, but 2006 I, sorry. Um, the only reason why I wanted to correct you there was because 05 was the lockout season. Yes. A team could not win during a team could not win a cup during a canceled season. We could just claim that for the Sabres, I guess. But no, I mean, he knows what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. And he's like, you can kind of see the pieces being put together there kind of how where the bills were five years ago before we brought in Bean and McDermott. 
I mean, they they came in and like you could start, you could see the pieces start being put together to put the bills at where they're at now, and I'm kind yeah. of see like oh. shadows of that with Granado and um, Adams. Draft and develop. The only thing is draft and develop for the most part there. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of bits and pieces there um, for that there. But looking at looking around the league, I mean, I know like we're talking about our team here, like, and I think like the future is bright, obviously, like. I think it's safe to say that the I think it's safe to say almost in a way that the Avs may be may maybe on a repeat tour in a way, for the most part. Although I do want to say is that the although I do want to say is that the West is going to be very looking at the West first before we go back into the East. I want to say that the West will be very competitive for the most part. Looking at all the teams out there, you have the Avs, the flame, the Flames, the Flames got Huberdeau. They signed Nassim Kadri. Oilers um, look good still. The Oilers look good. They finally have goaltending that is not Mike Smith or me, uh, that is not Mike Smith. Finally, so we'll see what Jack Campbell can do. That Minnesota made some good moves. Minnesota did make some good moves. The Kings are still the Kings are gonna be pesky. I'm telling, like I, I, I think, agree with that. I, I think they're a playoff team this year. I said that they were a playoff team last year too, and they made the playoffs. So no, uh, I no, think, I, think, I think like this year though, there's between that their playoff team that they had last year compared to this year. Where I think this year they'll actually be competitive come playoff time. This is true. This even is though they, I guess they did were competitive in round one last year, but I mean we all knew like the Oilers were better. Yeah. So and then the thing is too is like Vegas is health. Like Vegas for the most part is healthy. I mean they, the only issue they have is goaltending. Um. Let's see here. Like, so the West itself, like, like the West itself, like it's, it's looking good. The wild, wild Western conference out there, you know? Um, But no, the thing is, there is like on the West side, before we go back to the East, like, what do you, like, like, what do you think's going, like, what do you think's going to happen out there for the most part? I mean, is it going to be the same old, same old for the most part? Or a little bit different. Like, what do you got on your mind there? Um, I I, I think it's gonna be a mixture of both. We're gonna kind of, cause I do think this year I think Vegas probably goes back to being a being a playoff team now that Jack's healthy. Um, all their players are actually healthy now. I think they're gonna be back on form to be a playoff contender. Um, I I just don't know that like. You look at the Colorado team again this year, it's like, well, they're just, they're so good. It's hard to, you know, kind of like pick against. I, I think, honestly, like you're going to come play up race time. We're going to see there's basically the same teams in that we did last year, minus the only other team I have sneaking into the West now is Vegas and the Canucks. And oh, the Canucks could be, the Canucks could be a playoff team. I agree with you there. They're, um, uh, with the with the team that they have and how Bruce Boudreau is coaching them, like I think they can. I think this could be a year like where they do get into the playoffs. Um, Canada's gonna be well represented in the in the in the playoffs again. I mean, then again, they always are because there's only seven Canadian teams. Yeah, and, I think yeah, because I mean, for sure, you're gonna see Calgary, Edmonton go there. You could see the Canucks, and you could also possibly. I, I don't know. Like I said, it's still too early for this team, and I, they haven't even played a game yet. The Winnipeg Jets. Last year, I had came on the podcast and said I like the moves they made in the offseason. I thought they were going to be a playoff team, and it turns out I was wrong about that. 
Well, shit happens. I mean, I, I mean, I said that Ottawa wasn't going to be was going to be a top was going to be a top was going to be a middle of the run team last season, and they were bottom five in the league. And now they look like they can be a middle of the run team, maybe even a playoff team. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. And the only problem is now uh, they kind of lost the locker room because they go and they took the they took the captaincy off of um. Who was it? Shifley was the captain. Yeah, they took the. Shifts. Yeah, they rip it off Shifley. Pierre Luc Dubois basically came out and said he doesn't want to be there anymore. And he, so like, that, this team, this team is. What was that? He said he never wanted to be there in the first place. I don't think. Yeah, and then now, I mean, uh, Bone is kind of. I don't know, like, I don't know if he lost that locker room by what he did coming in and stripping the captaincy. Because I mean, unless you had know, that guy was captain for what? Five, four or five years for that team. Four or five years, exactly. It's been it's been a while. And everyone knows, like all the players know in that locker room who the captain is. So I kind of look at this Jet team, like I go up and down their roster. I'm like, they could be a competitive team. They have the goaltending to do. I mean, I think Holly Buck is like top five goaltender in the league. You look at their offense. You, they really didn't lose anything, and they still have the star power there. Their defense has always been real solid, and. So this team, it depends, I guess, what happens with this new coach. No, I agree with you there. So it's going to come down to coach thing and whether or not he can keep the locker room uh, without without losing it completely at this point there. Um, the talent is there. The stars are there. Winnipeg is that team that's like, all right, they've got they we know who they have. But they're just like stuck in purgatory. They either make the postseason, get knocked out, or I, yeah, make the playoff. I say postseason because I'm focused on baseball. Make the playoffs, get knocked out early, or they don't make it at all. And it's just like, what do you do? Like they like they got a new head coach. Like like they got a new head coach. They've got like they they've got the pretty much the same cast and crew there that they have that they've had that they have there. They made they make good moves like for depth and everything, but for some reason it just doesn't all gel together, and yeah. it just baffles my mind honestly. No, it does for me as well because I remember back in twenty. I remember when it was, but like you imagine that stadium the uh, where Winnipeg plays, they had their whiteout playoff game and stuff, and that team was always solid. It's just like you said, they're kind of stuck in a purgatory right now. But I agree with you because, like, I'm looking – like, you look at the Western Conference and especially the Pacific, and you could realistically, like, say – I could I, – I think I could say I could see seven of those teams from the Pacific – clearly they can't, but I could see seven of those teams from the Pacific making playoffs. No, I think okay. Anaheim definitely got better. I think, like you said, Vancouver's ready to take that jump to be good again. Calgary, Edmonton are going to be solid as usual. Yeah, exactly. The only, team, the only two teams I don't see coming out of Pacific is the Kraken and the Sharks. All everyone else I could make an argument for. No, the Kraken are not going to be good again this year, in my opinion. I think they're just building for the future. And the Sharks, I really don't know what to make of the Sharks, to be honest. Um, they're rebuilding. Mike Greer is doing a solid job, I think, as a GM trying to rebuild that. I mean, like, like I mean, I I remember from you and I had talked about this or what, but they were kind of in a shitty situation with, I mean, they still are with Carlson's contract and they were with the Burns contract, but they, 
send Burns over to Carolina now, and they only retain half the salary, which is huge for them because they had two defensemen, both over the age of thirty, both over the age of thirty-one, getting paid massive amounts of money. Kind of like what you look at with Dallas right now, with what's happening with uh, Jamie Ben and um, Tyler Sagan. Yeah, no, you did mention to that me mentioned that to me briefly there. So the thing is, is like, it's just more along the lines of like. It's just more along the lines of, like, you know, how long the rebuild will happen for. I mean, like, it seems like they're in a situation, like, where they're going to be rebuilding for a little bit there. Just getting all the shit, to, just pretty much, like, unloading all the shit like Buffalo was doing. And then just, like, starting over from scratch there. So, I'm not too worried about the Sharks, obviously. The Kraken, I'm not too concerned about either. I mean, the thing is there is, like... I, I just can't take that. Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest. I cannot take that fucking franchise seriously. I agree with you. I take that franchise seriously. Like they come in with the expansion draft and they and like with the expansion draft and get a bunch of like get a bunch of guys that like are practically nobodies. Um, everybody thinks that they're building for the future. They make some free agency moves, like as an, uh, they make some free agency moves that our fucking head scratchers. It's like, wait, why did you get this guy? Um, and now it's not that like, it's not more along the lines of like, why did you get this guy? It's like, why did you get this guy? Your team is going to suck. Um, they made some moves again in the free agency. I mean, they, they made some moves again in free agency, whatever, but like, they're not going to contend for anything in my opinion. I think give it like three to five years, like maybe they'll do something in like within three to five years. But other than that, it's like, no, well, I mean, you look at it, though, they do have two solid rookies on the team in Matty Beneers and Shane Wright, which is promising. That is promising there. I'm still baffled that Shane Wright did not go first overall to Montreal, but that's a, that's a, that's a head-scratcher there that I will question for quite some time. Do we know, did Shane Wright play a game for Seattle, right, already? Are they going to send him back down, or are they going to keep him? Uh, Seattle already played a game, a couple of games. I yeah, they played two games. They're one zero and one, and I know Shane Wright played in one of them. I don't think they'll send him down again. You can't. I, I mean, you can I mean, he has what? Because he's in the WH. No, yeah, he's in W. Is he WHL? Western Hockey League. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah, he could, he has nine. They have nine games to decide whether they want to send him back to the WHL or keep him up. I think they should just keep him up. Honestly, I mean, the kid looks ready. Also, also, it wouldn't look good from an organizational standpoint to have him play already one game, have him play a game or two already, like in the NHL, and then send him back down. But then again, I mean that does happen from time. To, that does happen from time to time. But with a with a prospect, he was a highly touted prospect. Everybody thought he was going to go first overall to his to the Montreal Canadiens, and based on like how he was performing, but. I mean, it is what it is there. If they send them down, if they do, they if they don't, they don't. But I think it won't be – I don't think it's ideal if they do, in my opinion. I I don't know. I, I think, like – Also, I just don't – also, like I said, I just can't trust the Kraken with what they do, honestly. It's hard to tell, like, what their initial – like, it's hard to tell, like, what their plans are. Yeah. But that's why I think right now, if you're Seattle, you're not contending for anything. Go send him back. Let him grow a little more. Because he still only is 18 years old. True. Go let him grow his game a little more. Yeah. 
This is very, very true there. Then have him right next year, especially if you're if you are tanking for Bernard Bernard, then you might as well go all in. Why? Wait, wait, yeah, tank for Connor Bernard. I, I, he's gonna go to the Coyotes just to spite us, just to spite everybody, because we know that team is irrelevant. They they're gonna suck. I just want to see, like, I just kind of want to see, like, one Coyotes home game to see, like, what Arizona State's uh, arena looks like. So, but other than that, I, that, that irrelevancy for the next, like, 10 years, in my opinion. Yeah, they're, they're another team that just has no hope and they have no direction with what they want to do with anything. Relocate to Quebec, you fucking fucks. I'm on this, I'm on this hill again. This is the hill I will die on. But no, so who, who do you have then? coming out of the Western Conference. Who do I have? Yeah. Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville, and the Kings. Not in that order. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, I don't hate the I'm going I'm as well going Colorado, Nashville, St. Louis, Minnesota. Then I'm going to go Calgary, Edmonton, Vegas, and Vancouver. So I do not have Vegas. I, I have Los Angeles. Um, I, I I want I, I wanted to put Los Angeles in a playoff team, but then as I was looking at these teams, I think that it's going to come down right to the end. Like I think them and Vegas will be fighting for that last wild card spot. I think it's more along the lines that Jack Eichel is going to have more coaches in his career than he will have playoff appearances. <laughs> I mean, Ike already has a goal. Good for him. Yeah, he scored. Hey, I don't hate the guy. I don't hate the guy. You want to leave? You want to leave? I just, I just, I, I just want him to be stuck in like playoff, per, like lack of playoff purgatory for the rest. Of the I unfortunately don't think we're gonna get that. Especially, I mean, this this Vegas, Vegas team is good. People like forget that because last year they just everybody injury was prone, yeah. injury prone all season. Everybody was People on forget that they are good. I just don't know. Really, who their goaltending is besides Logan Thompson? I don't yeah. know. Who I don't know who the backup is there. No, their goaltending situation is definitely like a not an ideal, not ideal there. Um, but no, Vegas will. And that's why I think the Kings will make it over Vegas. I think it's going to come down to how their goaltending is. Like, you, okay, Vegas can score four goals, three goals a game, but if they're giving up four goals a game, you lose every time. That's just simple math there. Um. Dallas is another team another team that like I think will kind of cut it close based on who based on like what they have there. Um I was really hoping that Robertson would not have signed like that for not have not have signed that kind of like long term extension. It's not true long term, but like it's more along the lines of like, all right, he's there for at least more than one season. But like mm-hmm. Is Dallas like going to like like Dallas competitive wise? Like, are they going to be able to like do something and get get back get into the playoffs consistently? The only way I could would say yes to that is you kind of clearly. I, I think New York is better than this now than they were last year, but kind of if Jake Ottinger can carry this team, kind of, kind of like how what's his face did for New York. Yeah, no, I understand. That's the only way I could see them making another playoff, but I don't think it will mean anything at the end of the day. 
But the, if this team is can grind out one to two goals a night, if Ottinger is only like giving up a goal a game. This is very, very true there. This is very, very true. Shesterkin, by the way. Shesterkin, thank you. for some, I, I couldn't think of his name. I knew you weren't about the Islanders. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> they are, they, they, they are, they, well, maybe we'll see what happens. Um, I, I, I'm not down on them yet just because of the season that happened to them last year where they didn't get a home game for their first 10 games and they got hit with COVID and yeah, no, a mess for them. Off completely there. Um, what I was going to say there is Chicago. Where do you stand on them? I mean, I mean obviously they're going to suck. But, like, Taves and Kane, do they stay and ride out the whole season and Chicago loses them for nothing because we know that? Because, in my opinion, they're gone regardless. I I agree they're both gone. I think it's going to – they're going to keep them around until the trade deadline and then both of the guys are going to go to a real Stanley Cup contender and they're going to get picks for them. I'm still adamant that Kane comes home. Taves can go wherever at this point. I don't care. Um, I, I I'm still adamant Kane Kane comes home. I don't think I don't think either guy gets traded this season. I think they will stay there in Chicago, and Chicago will lose lose them for absolutely nothing. Um, if anything, if anything, maybe maybe Taves leaves midway through the season to go somewhere. It all depends on like who actually like would need a center for depth, like come for a playoff push. I mean, the guy, both of these guys like are going to go down as like ledge They're Both of these guys are going to go down as two of the greatest ever play for that franchise. Patrick can may go down as the greatest ever play for that franchise in my, um, based on, based on what he has done. Um, so, Obviously, they're not obviously like cup wise, like that's nothing to them. They already have three. Obviously, if you want to add a fourth to your resume, yeah, go join a contender. Obviously, um, so I'm still, I, I'm just adamant. Like, I think, like, I, I think, I think Taves can leave if Taves leaves midway through the season, that's understandable. And at some point, I probably would give him maybe one or two seasons before he retires. Um, Kane, either he, either he's traded at the deadline and goes to the Rangers for half a season or Chicago loses him for nothing. And he come uh, and, and he's, and he goes back and he comes home to Buffalo and free agency. Either way, he's coming home to Buffalo. It's just a matter of the Rangers are a stop or not. That's where I stand. I think, I know. I think both are gone at the deadline. I am. Not the, fully sold on the whole. I, as much as I love it, yeah, I don't know if it will happen. Yeah, I like to be optimistic. I mean, I mean, like I said, like, you look at you look at this, you look at the Sabers team now. It's like, well, then who do you have to go take out for Kane? Do you throw Olsen out of the lineup? You're not getting Paterka and Tuck out of the lineup, and even if Akposo didn't doesn't resign at the end of the year, and like he goes into manager or something. Kane's not playing on the fourth line. You can't make Olsen play on the fourth line. Where does he go? Yeah. That's, that's, the only, that's the only thing. Yeah, I would love it. But, Just figure that out next season. Well, yes, I get that. But it's also like, look at Kane's age. Yes, I get he's still playing. Like, prime, like he's in the prime of his career kind of still. On a little bit of a downslope from what he used to produce. 
not not too much in that aspect. I'm not saying he completely fell out the face of the earth, but at the end of the season, he's going to be 34 years old. No, exactly, exactly. I firmly believe that Akposa will probably retire at the end. Of, I firmly believe Akposa will retire at the end of the season, in my opinion. Akposo, like nothing against the guy. I I have nothing against him. I know that so, I know in a way he hasn't really lived up to the contract that he signed with us initially, numbers wise. But he's been there for the team. He's been a leader. He's been there for for the community. But I I, I that's where I stand on Akposo. And maybe they can. And maybe like one if I, if and when Akposo retires and they sign Kane, like again, I, again that's next season. I, I again that's next season next off season. So like, I'm not worried about it now. Like with who, with the, with who the Sabres currently have, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine with there with the team that they have now. Again, I said, I think they can make the playoffs. So I'm not worried about that. I just, I'm just trying to figure out Chicago's ordeal. That's all because they didn't make They didn't get rid of either one of them in the off season. Well, they uh, got right. They get rid of Kirby Dodge and Alex to though, which is Exactly like what I'm saying there. They got rid of and Kulik too. Like I, that's why I don't get because like clearly with those moves is showing like the franchise you're going into rebuild, but then you keep Taze and Kane around for another year without getting rid of them. It's like, well, what are you trying? Like I get they're probably like because Kane and Taze both have a no move con- clause in their contract. I would assume. I know Kane does for sure. I don't know about Taze. I'm assuming because of the star he is, he would. But it's like you look at this team. It's like. Well, you weren't competitive last year, so you 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 get rid of two of your up and coming. I mean, Kirby Dosh was the third overall pick two years ago. Exactly, and, and Alex DeBrincat was drafted what five years ago. Yes, exactly, and then Kubalik was drafted like what three years ago too. Yeah, and like you get rid of all of them, but then keep those two around. It's like, well, you're not really like. Rebuilding. Is that like in a full rebuild because you're still in that contact where you can't bring anyone in to help you like actually rebuild? Like you can't bring in that youth because Jonathan Taze and Patty Kane aren't getting any younger. Chicago, they're they're, they're not. The Chicago's like I said, we'll see what happens with that team. I mean, they got killed by the Avs in Game One. They're, they're like it, it's gonna be a long season for Blackhawks fans. Yeah, and they lost one nothing to Vegas last night. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a long season for Blackhawks fans. They may not get their first win until Game Fifteen, in my opinion. But I could hopefully. I'm going to their game when they come to Buffalo, so I'm hoping that I don't see them win in Buffalo. Oh, that would be that would be highly that would be ideal. They don't. Uh, if they do, that would not be great. A lot of booing would probably happen. Uh, Mike Harrington, Paul Hamilton, uh, the WGR people uh, would be losing their shit probably. <laughs> You'd have bozos calling into WGR the next morning. No, we need fire. No, thankfully, everyone, like, you won't hear much about the Sabres yet, thank God, because everyone's just going to be so worried about the Bills. No, they'll just call in. They'll just call in the WGR about the Bills. Uh, what, why, why, what, what? didn't you tell me something? Didn't you tell me that they, didn't you tell me somebody called in to WGR one day and said that they needed to trade Allen? Um, Someone did call in and say that before. They called in and said we had to um, – you can't use Allen as much as we do. Oh, yeah. It's people are just – People are something else. People are something else. Let's go back up to the east, back to where our team is, our beloved Sabres. Um, I don't know why Johnny Hockey signed with Columbus. They are not going to be good this year. The um, Does Ohio uh, – Ohio... wanted, wanted to come home, closer to home. 
That, that's about it there. That's about it there. I, I, I firmly believe that. Uh, Torts, is a, Torts is full of shit, saying that the Flyers aren't talented. They end up beating the Devils 5-2. to two. What, is, he just gonna, is he just going to completely bullshit everybody all year and then somehow like make the make it look like the flyers are actually competitive or is game one just or is game one just like a or is game one more of like along the lines of false hope for flyers fans i don't i torch always does this with the media and i like i get he always like he he takes all the heat from the media so his players don't have to so i get it I just don't get why the blatant answer when is he he asked if they someone asked if they thought the team was good he just straight up says no. Yeah, exactly. He said no, and then they win five to two over the Devils, and it's like, well, clearly they're doing something right if they scored five goals in a game. Uh, yeah, very- I, 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 I'm very like, look at the East. I'm con- like I'm confused because I want some teams to be good, like. I think they're going to be good, but I don't generally know if they will. Probably not. I mean, the thing is, though, when I look at the when I look at the East here, my two ta- my two top teams that in the East are both in the Metro, the Rangers and Carolina. I think those two teams are the two best teams in the East Conference this year. The Ranger the Rangers are going to build on what the going to build on uh, that run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Carolina uh, Carolina also. Like they made, they pretty much kept their core. They made some good moves in the off season. Like they, in my opinion, are they like could win the cup? In my opinion, this year, like go to Carolina, go to the cup final, maybe win the cup. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree with that. No, what do you think? I said the Rangers. No, the Rangers won't win the cup. But I think, I think, my opinion. This is me right now. Rangers, Carolina, Eastern Conference final. That's me. That's me. Like, I think, like, both those teams, like, could meet up there. And on the Atlantic side, like, okay, Florida, like, okay, Florida, you – I think Florida got a little bit worse, like, with the moves that they've made. They're going to – they're losing Huber, though, definitely will hurt them. Um, Tampa, okay, they're still Tampa, obviously, but they're depth-wise, they're not as great as they were in years past. So – and it showed against the Rangers when they played a couple nights ago. Um, Yeah, they looked slow. Yeah, that, they exactly. look slow, and it's like you look at this team. It's like, oh, so you're just running it back, basically the same team back in that you just got killed in the Stanley Cup Finals to Colorado with. My, go ahead. It, it's like I look at them like, well, you didn't do anything to really like. I'm not saying their depth was bad, but you're running it back with Corey Perry and Pat Maroon. It's like those guys can only do so much. I think Tampa's time is up, and I. This might be a hot take. I don't think they make playoffs this year. No, I don't think so either. No, you know what? Actually, that's actually one of the teams I was having Buffalo replace in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think Tampa makes the play. Uh, Tampa may not make the playoffs because the thing is, though, is like I think that they. I think it's not that they're like they don't have good depth. I think they're exhausted. The team finally, like, they're running out of gas. Like, they don't have the legs anymore. Because when you look at the past three years, they have played over 100 games going back. They have played over 100 games the last three seasons, making three straight cup finals. And then even back in 2019, and then even back in 2019 when they got swept by the, uh, well, no, 2020 COVID season didn't really, like, it wasn't as much as 21 and 22, obviously. 
But even in 2019, when they won the President's Trophy and got swept by Colorado, that's still that was still 86 games. Like this team is running out of gas, and it's finally going to show. They ran out of gas in the Cup final. That's why they lost to Colorado. Also, Colorado was the better team that matchup, but uh, it's an end. It's an end of a run. Like it's crazy how we thought. It's crazy how we talked about. Like we went from talking about okay, this team if they could win three in a row, they would. They could then do something that no team has done since the eighties and win four in a row. But then, like when they lost to Colorado, now we're talking about okay, they're done. Their time. Oh, yeah, and like I said last year too, during their playoff run, like this team now has played through basically through two seasons of hockey after the, the the COVID season, they've played almost like three full years of hockey. Now, if you look at it, you could almost say this team has now played like four years worth of hockey in a three-year time period. You're exhausted. No, exactly. The legs are done. The legs are done, and they didn't do anything to improve, and they didn't do anything like management-wise. And the thing is, there is like, you have to do things, you have to make the moves to retool your squad. You just can't keep running it back with the same people over and over again. Because the thing is though, is you, if you have the same squad or if you make the squad a little bit worse off than what it was, it's not going to work. It can work for two seasons, but it's not going to work for longevity, especially in a sport that's fast paced and high adrenaline. Well, that's why I think Boston also as well are kind of. Boston's this, not making this... because they're old. This they're, is their no. I I I do think they make playoffs this year, but I think it's to be the last time we see Boston like actually kind of be like a force that like we know them to be. No, they're not making the playoffs this year. I'm can I firmly I firmly think that Boston's time is done. I don't care. My problem is that if you're not putting Boston in, what are you putting five teams in from the Metro? No, I'm putting Buff. I'm I I, I yo I it's Ottawa and Buff. It's going to be either the, it, I'm leaning. It's going to be Buffalo and then either Detroit and Ottawa. One of those two, one of those two teams there. So I disagree with that. I'm gonna tell you right now: Florida, Toronto, Buffalo, either Detroit or Ottawa. I'll get back to that in a minute. Rangers, Pittsburgh, Carolina, and then the Islanders. Washington doesn't make the playoffs either. Um, in my opinion, it's not five from the Metro. I think it's four. I think it's four from the Atlanta. I think it's four, 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 four. I'm not having five five from the from the metro though. Although the metro looks like the superior, although the metro could be more more competitive than the Atlantic. Oh yeah, the thing is, all, all Buffalo has to do to make playoffs is really kind of you, you have to stick around all season. Like I don't I don't think we're gonna keep pace with Florida or the Maple Leafs. I don't. No, you, have to keep, keep, you have to keep pace with you have to keep pace with Boston, Tampa, and Ottawa. Exactly. And possibly Detroit, because I'm kind of there on that team with you as well. I mean, you look at Buffalo, Detroit, and Ottawa, all three teams are kind of in the same same sphere where it's like, well, they're just young, good teams now at this point. Their rebuild is basically coming to an end, and they're ready to take that jump to a contender. But that also mm-hmm. going to suck for those three teams if they're competing against each other when they start having to go up against the likes of those Florida Panthers right now and those Maple Leafs, and this year, I do think still the Bruins. I mean, I the Bruins, like, will start out good. I, just, I don't think they'll finish the season strong, though, to get into the playoffs. I think the I, – I personally believe it's going to come down to the fact that they're old. 
I mean, they are old, but I don't know. I, I, because I, I, I agree with you. Like I said, I don't have Tampa making playoffs. I think Boston does. I, I just look at it. I'm like, you, you still have like Patrice Bergeron is still in the Selkie last year. The only reason why David he, Pasternak is still a great player. The only reason why Bergeron came back is because Cassidy got fired. Cassidy doesn't get fired. Bergeron retires. Um, David Pasternak is a good player. Oh, who's the other one? Oh, um, the one that wanted to get traded. DeBrusque. He's still- yeah, he's on there because he didn't like Cassidy. Didn't like Cassidy either. Yeah. I, 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 the, the older players liked him. My, mine is, I don't know, because Bergeron has said in the media that he did, but I don't know how much you can take that just at face value there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I still think they are – they still have young enough players where they can be good because even as soon as Charlie McAvoy comes back as well from his injury, that's still a top – my opinion, a top five, top ten defender in the league. You're not wrong there. I'm just looking at this point. I think we're finally going to see a changing of the guard in the Eastern Conference. The old guard is finally going to fall out, finally. And instead of the same old, same old, we're going to finally see some new blood. I mean, Detroit is kind of like not – seeing Detroit potentially go back into the playoffs, it like kind of is like a return of the old guard because of like how dominant they were. They were for like 25 years. For like 25 years. But like Ottawa has – like, okay, other than – like. Ottawa went through a rebuild after uh, Ottawa practically went through a rebuild. Buffalo hasn't made the playoffs since tw- in t- 11 years now. Um, the Metro is going to be the same practically, like I said there, but like looking at the Atlantic, I mean, the stranglehold in my opinion, isn't going to be there anymore. Like it's going to be Florida, Toronto, and then you're going to have like three or four teams. You're going to have like three, four teams compete, like three, four teams competing for those final two, for like third and fourth in the Atlantic there to like get into the playoffs. Oh yeah. It's not going to be like last year where you had the top four, just run away with it. It's not going to be like that in any case, but I, I, I still have to go like, I'm sorry. I'm not convinced Boston's done yet because as well, they're goaltending in all Mark and Swayman. I think Swayman this year as well, takes a jump and shows people how good he actually is. So let me ask you this. If you don't, if, since you're high, and like I'm not going to say high on the Bruins, but if you if you're convinced that the Bruins will still make the playoffs, given their situation, when does their time finally come to an end? Next year, the season after? Do they just never within, within the next two? As soon oh. as it's it's as soon as Bergeron and Marchant leave, and then they'll just rebuild and go and start from scratch. Yeah, well, thankfully they they're not going to have to go like into a completely rebuild like the Sabres did by any means because you still look at the talent there. Like you look at the DeBrusque, you look at the McAvoy, you look at the goaltending and Swayman, you look at Pasternak. It's like the, those guys like that can be a core right there. That those players that name this help is a core they'll be able to build around after. That is a core you can build around. You are not wrong at all. That's why that's why I still do think the team like will make playoffs, but I do think once Bergeron Marchant leave, it's like you, you look at it, it's like, well, there's both of those players were good for what, sixty to ninety points a season. No, you're not wrong. I mean I'm still not gonna I mean I, I just think that their time has come. I just think that their time has come. Um I'm actually leaning more towards Detroit than I am Ottawa. I think I think with what Stevie Y has been doing in Detroit, like 
with how he was building the core and then how he was building the core and then also with the moves that they made like in free agency and with the trades i feel like it's a better i feel like it gives them a better chance of the chemistry with the team is better than like with what ottawa will have in terms of trying to get back to the playoffs because like ottawa made a lot of great moves ottawa made a lot of good moves adding adding everybody but at the same time it's more along the lines of like all right it's still kind of ottawa like like i'm gonna disagree with you i think ottawa is in a better situation than detroit is really okay yeah so we're both okay so who's your teams in the east then my and, teams, I, I have four and four as well. And you're leaving Buffalo out from what it looks like. Um, No, I'm actually going to squeak Buffalo into the – it comes down to me, it comes down to three teams. At the end of the season, I do genuinely believe Buffalo, Tampa, Ottawa are all within three points of each other. It's just a matter of fact that at the end of the season, come time, who's that top team with the, has the three more points than the other teams – um, I'm going to go, this pains me to do, oh God. All right. So we're going to go Boston, Maple Leafs, Florida. As much as I want to put Buffalo in there, I just can't yet. You're probably going to put, I hope going... I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm putting Ottawa in there. Okay. So you're going with Ottawa. Okay. Yes. And then is the four out of the Metro the same as me? Rangers, Pittsburgh, Hurricanes, Islanders. I had, or are you going to go with hmm. throw either one? Um, can I put an asterisk on the Islanders till I see what they are this year? And then, if that's the case, I'm throwing Tampa in the playoffs as well. Okay, so five from the Atlantic. Okay, that's fine by me there. I'll allow that. There. I will allow that there. Watch, yeah, because watch because I do because clearly there's the top, there's the top three that you have in the Metro. And the Hurricanes, who I do think have a real case to make the Stanley Cup this year. The Rangers, who are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Hurricanes. And then Pittsburgh's just still Pittsburgh. Exactly. I just don't know what New York's going to look like this year yet. I haven't seen enough sample size. I know they lost, was it last night? Um, I'm going to throw, I don't, oh, God, this is a tough one. Because I don't have Buffalo in playoffs yet. But I do think, like, I don't know, maybe I'll throw five from the Atlantic, throw Buffalo in there, and throw three from the Metro. Yeah, we'll see. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. Okay, okay. You get, we'll, we'll see what happens. If you want to make some changes, obviously it is a week to – it is a – it's a long season. It's not like the NFL where it's a week-to-week league. It's a long season, so we can see what happens there. Um. All right. So, okay, we agree on the Eastern Fine. Rangers and Hurricanes. Yes. Who meets up in the West? Rematch from last year. So we're having the same. Colorado, Edmonton. We're having the same. So the Edmonton Oil. Yeah, okay. This is where we may differ. Or not. We'll see what happens. Edmonton, Carolina in the cup final. I think Edmonton finally gets over the hump and gets back to the cup final. And, uh, you know, I'm I, I, I'm drinking the white Ryan Whitney Kool-Aid from a few weeks ago talking about the world needs to see Connor McDavid in the Stanley Cup final. But the world needs to see Connor McDavid in a Stanley Cup final. Okay. He has been too good to not be on the biggest stage in professional hockey. 
They finally have goaltending. Their defense is, well, we'll see what happens there. But the thing is, though, is like Edmonton finally can get over the hump into the cup final, at least take on the Hurricanes. That's where I stand. I'm going the Messier-Gretzky former team cup final. I'm going Edmonton, New York. Edmonton, New York. Really? Okay, so you're not. Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm drinking the Kool-Aid with you. I think Edmonton got significantly better just based on the fact that I think they have a competent goaltender back there now. We're back on the, we're back on the Edmonton. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed with this podcast over an offseason. We are still on the Oilers Kool-Aid train. And I still, yeah, I still got to get a Colorado tattoo, but I, uh, uh, you, you know, the situation happened with that. That'll be disclosed at a different time. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, go to Zach's guy. He's booked for like seven months out. Jesus Christ. Yeah, my friend just went and booked a tattoo. He's booked eight months out. I oh, have geez. no idea where to go. Uh, sketchy guy in a basement. I don't know what to tell I, you. I could do that. But yeah, I have. <laughs> I, I think this year Connor McDavid is going to have the season of a lifetime. I, I think it. Connor McDavid this year is going to be a two point a game player. I like it. I like it. He's already got seven hundred career points in like four hundred and eighty games. And he's so. already got four points through one game. Yeah, because they had a hat trick in opening opening night, which was yeah, a- I think Connor McDavid finishes the season over a hundred and sixty four points. That well, I mean, I was going to say he's going to win the Hart Trophy anyways. So, like, he's going to win the Hart, and he'll also win the Ross Trophy anyways. So, I was going to go into that with the awards. So, like, if I'm with you on that there. Um, all right, are you full on Edmonton winning the Cup, or are you taking the Rangers? It's Connor McDavid's time to win a Cup. Connor, McDavid. Connor, Connor McDavid is going to, after winning a Stanley Cup with Edmonton, is going to get – the bag this summer because they're going to re-sign him because next year his contract is up. He's just going to retire. <laughs> Wins the cup has won the greatest single season. I am yet. fully sold this year on the Oilers. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. You're still drinking the Kool-Aid. I love it there. Um, I, with my Oilers hurricanes matchup, I am going to, I'm going to take the Hurricanes right now because I think they can find – but, of course, if the playoffs come, I can change. I will change my mind. I'm putting an asterisk there. But Hurricanes for now. Um, Oilers to the Cup Final, though, because the world needs to see that. Um, so, Ryan Whitney Kool-Aid, I am, I am on there. Um, on to the awards there. I had already mentioned that I think – well, if you think Connor I, McDavid- I, 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 I can't pick anyone else for the heart if I just gave Connor McDavid the season I think he's going to have. <laughs> if you get 64 points, like like Igor Shosturkin or Jacob Markstrom will have to stand on their heads and have like 930 save percentages like the entire season for that to happen. Or Kale McCarr will have to have like – Kale McCarr would have to get over 120 points. 120 points, exactly. So Ross Trophy and Hart Trophy to McDavid. Um, Richard Trophy, I think Matthews will take that again. He won't score 60 again, but I think he'll take the Richard Trophy. McDavid. You think McDavid's going to have more goals than Austin Matthews will? Yeah. 
okay. I kind of like it there. I just know McDavid. Well, McDavid's a great goal scorer. Don't get me wrong, but he he's no more as a playmaker than he, we know. I know him as the playmaker, not the goal scorer. So I'm taking Matthews. Yeah, do and then I'm assuming both of us for the Norris would have Makar. That guy, that dude is going to have the Norris on lockdown for the next 10 years, okay? He's going to break Lidstrom and Orr's record of most um, uh, Norris when he retires. I agree with that. Um, Vesna. Shesterkin repeat, or are you going with somebody else? I'm going Hollybuck. I'm going Jacob Markstrom. I like that. I'm going Jacob Markstrom. He, he had a great season last so, year. I think. Only way, though... I would have to be wrong coming out of the West, but only way Holly Buck would get it is if he can get he takes Winnipeg to, Winnipeg to the playoffs. Yeah. Otherwise, no. otherwise, otherwise, I I like your pick of Markstrom. Jacob Markstrom is going to win a Vesna this year. He had a great season. He had a good season last year. I think he'll build on that this year. Also, Calgary is much better team uh, is much better team in my opinion this year than they were last year. Yes. So. It'll, it will just add on to his performance and goal. Um, who wins the Who wins the Calder and why is it Owen Power? Or are you taking Maddie Beneers? Or are you just going to pull one out of a hat? Is that really pulling it out of a hat? Mason McTavish. I like that pick. I'm not. I'm not wrong there. I. I just want to see what Anaheim does. You know, it would be crazy though as well. I would like to see what. I. I, I think Anaheim this year has definitely improved. Um, you look at this team. It's just an exciting team to watch play hockey now, just based on the they're fact young the, they're young. I mean, Trevor Zegras is becoming the face of the league. And I don't. I. I I'm between. Clearly, Power's a front runner. Power is a front runner. I want to be different and say Mason McTavish just because I like the kid. The kid is built like a brick fucking shit house. He is huge. He has great hands. He knows how to skate. He's a lot of fun to watch if you ever get the chance to sit down and watch a Ducks game. I definitely recommend you watching Mason McTavish. But I'm also am hoping that the Sabres also have two more names in the in the uh, Calder Trophy talk coming in the season and Quinn and Paterka. As long as they're in the talk, that means it was a good season for the Sabres. I will agree with you there on that point. Um, all right. My 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 pick will be like, okay, Powell, if Power doesn't win it, then I'm just going to be like, what the fuck there? But my thing is there is like if I had to pick a second choice, I would probably go I would probably go Maddie Beneers, uh, just to see. Just, yeah. Just because there. Um, all Jack right. Adams. Huh? Jack Adams. Don Granado. If the Buffalo Sabres make the playoffs, it's Don Granado. If if either Otto or Buffalo makes playoffs, one of those coaches is getting it. If they don't if they do, if they if, make playoffs. If Buffalo if if Buffalo does not make the playoffs, then I will give it to uh, I will probably if Buffalo does not make the playoffs, I will probably give Jack Adams to Daryl Studer. Again? Yes. Yeah. Again. The only reason why I'll say Daryl Suter again is because Cal, like, Cal, oh, Calgary is exciting. Actually, no, I will take that back. Not Daryl Suter. Vancouver goes to the postseason. Well, actually, if Vancouver just improves upon it, Bruce Boudreaux, if Vancouver makes the play, postseason if playoffs, 
Um, Daryl Suter, regardless. So I've got three options there. I guess it all depends on like if a team improves or not. Because the thing is, there is like, I easily could just be like, okay, whoever, because fuck, I can't even tell you who to coach of. Because uh, coaching, coach of the year award always annoys me because they'll either give it to the team that to the coach of the team that wins the president's trophy or a coach that like massively improves their team and takes them to the postseason. I mean, I keep saying postseason. <laughs> like Shooter did last year with Calgary. Yeah, exactly. I keep saying postseason. So the thing is, though, is like, yeah, I that's think. Why, that's why I also kind of want to pick um, Colorado's coaches because I do think they're going to be unreal throughout the throughout the po- or regular season. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, oh, uh, um, Jared Bender. Ben, Bendar. Ben, um, Bendar, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay, then yeah. See, coaches' names. I'm still. It's not like the fuck. It's not like base. See, that's the thing. Even in baseball and like football, I I I have trouble like remembering who head coaches are and managers are. Still, they're still. But yet I can tell you. But yet I can tell you that. Gra- I can tell you that Graham Potter has been Chelsea manager for four weeks now. <laughs> um. All right, so. I think we got that there. We'll definitely keep an eye on everything. It's a long season, sure. Um, I'm looking forward to it. For, I'm, 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 I'm. Well, I, ha- I'm looking forward to seeing like what the rest of the season holds. Not only as a Sabres fan, but as a fan of hockey in general. Um, I hope this. I hope my pred- I, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens with our predictions. Um, kind of tell how wrong we're gonna be at the end of the year. Yeah, I can't wait to see how wrong I am. And fucking Pittsburgh ends up beating uh, ends up beating uh, St. Louis in the Cup final. <laughs> can't also wait to see how wrong I am when Daryl Suter somehow finds a way to get fired halfway through the season from Calgary, and John Tortorella ends up taking the Flyers to the playoffs. I was just gonna say, if Torch takes that Philly team to the playoffs, go, he's go to the he's got to be the lock. He's got to be the lock for that Jack Adams award. They're gonna build a fucking statue. <laughs> What was that? They're gonna build him a fucking statue. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's a tough situation that... he went into. <laughs> hey, like I said, I'm convinced he just hated television. You're probably not wrong. I he mean, he's mad at people bitching about him that he didn't like Zegers last year. Yeah, and the fact that like he doesn't like chicken parm either. That's weird, but. Well, I don't think I, actually the whole chicken parm situation was weird in general. There, um, let's shift our focus to football. I kind of want to do I kind of want to do a quick rundown through football though because we're already in the week six. It's been a lot of bad football, honestly. I'm real bad football. It's been really bad. Um, uh, Last fight might have been the worst game ever. I, I I'm glad I did not watch. I'm glad I watched hockey. Um. I will say this there. Um, I'm fully off the Raiders train. Their season is done. They're one and four in the playoffs. Um, I told you so now. You were a year too late. I mean, they were probably, you were a year too late, but um, I don't know what the hell happened. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, they're not a bad team. They just need to figure out how to close games, but shit. Bayer uh, McDaniels. Huh? Bayer McDaniels. McDaniels is a fucking. I, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Um, uh, but hey, Mark Davis, you got it. You got a title for the city of Vegas, anyways. A few weeks ago, with your Las Vegas Aces, so good for you there. Um, uh, no, the West is fun. The West is Kansas City's to lose. Um, Denver's terrible. The Chargers, well, 
fucking inconsistent. Brandon Staley is going to give Chargers fans everywhere heart attacks for the next like four years unless they somehow find a way to fire him. Um, or they could just blame it on injury. That's what they'll probably do. Fucking coward's way out, if you ask me. Instead of actually firing a head coach that's incompetent and makes boneheads <laughs> and doesn't act out of coach football. Uh, we're gonna the the numbers said this. The numbers said fuck you, you dumb fuck. That's where I stand. That's that's where I stand with the Chargers. Um, where is the game won and lost between the Chiefs and the Bills on Sunday? It's won by whoever has the ball last. It's lost by whoever has to play defense last. It's won by whoever has the ball last. It's lost by whoever turns the ball over first. No, whatever whatever defense is on the field with a minute left in the game, that's the team that lost. So my thought process is, is or like, no, you're probably right. It, whoever it, turns, yeah, you literally have to score touchdowns this game. You cannot settle for less. No, you're not going to be saying you're not going to be saying these teams settle for field goals. No, it, it sounds basic to say this, but the thing is though is like it's going to be a shootout. Betting purposes, hammer the over. Um, it's a shame I'm not going to be able to watch this game. But that's what I, I, I know what I'm saying. It's also about. a shame this isn't a primetime game. Somebody else said that yesterday. They tweeted that out after the Sabres won. And I replied to that tweet. And I it, like it really boggles my mind about how people like view primetime games. Um, well, I would have rather if that I would have rather had this game in a one o'clock slot than a four twenty five slot. So the thing is, there is like with it being in Kansas City, it was always going to be a four twenty five slot. True. The game, the game is nationally televised, by the way. At that time, no, time. I know that's the game. That's America's game of the week. Exactly. CBS and Fox are can protect like they can protect games from going to NBC or to Thursday or yeah, to NBC for Sunday Night Football to Monday night football and even Thursday night football for those primetime games. This is one, this is the one game that CBS chose to protect because they knew the ratings that they would get for it. Also, the thing is too, is NBC was never going to take the Cowboys off of primetime, no matter what their record was. No. Um, The Sunday night matchup is going to be a good matchup as well. You finally get to see for the first time this season, what type of team Philadelphia actually is. And what type of team Dallas actually is. Is Dak going to be starting or are going to stick with Cooper Rush? I haven't heard they, anything about that. I, I saw that Dak was upgraded to questionable. They are most likely sticking with Cooper Rush. I I firmly believe that the – I think that the Cowboys will win this game. As much as it pains me to say it, I think Dallas is – It's it comes down to who – Dallas has Micah Parsons and Philadelphia does not. I agree. No, I think Dallas wins this game. I think Philadelphia's winning streak comes to an end here. Um, Dallas's defense is – Unreal, and their offense has not looked bad under Cooper Rush. No, they're running the ball. They're getting not, their defense is putting them in that, putting the offense in those positions. Yeah, like they're literally playing like football up until like the early two thousands. How it was played, defense run the ball, utilize what you have. No analytics, no numbers, nothing. Just the, football, football exactly. Just <laughs> fucking football basic football. And the thing is, there is like Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, each week, week in, week out, they have game plans. They've been sticking to them. When Dak Prescott comes back, 
This is how you play him. You don't expect Dak Prescott to throw 400 yards anymore. You utilize your running backs. You 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 ha, you you know the defense can get the job done against teams that you're playing, especially when you are going to play the Washington Commanders twice a season. <laughs> especially they you know they have one more game against the Washington Commanders too. Um, and I think they also still have no. They also have to play the Chicago Bears still too. And the Detroit Lions. Yeah, Dallas is making... Yeah, everybody that wrote off the Dallas Cowboys. Where are you all now? Did you write off the Cowboys? Partially. I said they would... I said if they would have lost to the Giants, but they did not. Remember, I had to... Remember, I told you my hot take was that the Cowboys were going to go to the... Um, fuck, um, uh, I'm getting ready to fucking say the Western Conference Final, but I know that's not it there. Um, uh, the NFC Championship. <laughs> I had that. Remember, that was my yeah. hot. Hey, the Niners look in prime position too, baby. I know. I mean, that, this is why I would never understand why they ever switched away from Jimmy G. Because they want. I be- get why, but did you not want to win? The Seahawks are the Seahawks are the Seahawks are the only they're the 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 only competitive team against the Niners in that division. That's a hot take. I think the Rams are done. Yeah, that's safe to say. I, I the Rams are done. I don't care. It's a hot take in some people's opinions, but I think the Rams are done. The Cardinals suck. How they have two wins, I'll never know. Oh wait, Kyler Murray ran around and made the Raiders defense look stupid. Um who else did they beat? I couldn't tell you. Who? The Cardinals. Who else did they beat? They have two wins. The Cardinals, they just beat the Panthers two weeks ago. The Panthers suck. They just fired the hard coach. They're paying their ex head coach forty million dollars to sit on his ass. That sums up the Panthers right there. Um the Niners are gonna win the West. And they're going to go to the NFC Championship where they will play the Cowboys. I am back on that tape. 100%. Um, Is it safe to say that I am I'm on the train that Baltimore's a bad football team? Don't say that yet. We will talk about that on uh, next week. You can say it. I'm not saying it yet. They're going to lose to you guys. This seems fucking atrocious. Their defense <laughs> is a bunch... Their defense no. is fucking atrocious. No, Their the, offense, get offense. It's the Don Martindale game, baby. Don Martindale knows how to play against the team. He literally knows how to play against Lamar Jackson. The Gi- The only way the Giants lose this game is if their offense is completely inept. You're probably going to see like a score of like 20 to 17 in this game. Oh, yeah. I, 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 they're... The Ravens' offense has been so overhyped this season because of putting up 38 points against the Dolphins. Yeah, the Ravens' D offense is And then they put up 37 against the shitty Packers team, crumbled against the Bills, and almost lost to the Bengals when they were up, what, 14-0? They should have lost to the Bengals, in my opinion. If they didn't have Justin Tucker, they lose that game. Justin Tucker is the best player on the Ravens. How many times have I said that now? Like it's, <laughs> it's not Lamar Jackson. It's nobody on defense. And the thing is, they're honestly like I'm trying to figure out how Harbaugh has lasted as long as he has with this current team. Because let's be honest, they get overhyped every year. They somehow find a way to fail. 
And I mean, the thing is, though, if it wasn't for the fact that the Steelers are shit, they probably would be in last place in the division. Yeah. But because the Steelers are total shit, they're not. No, the Ravens are not a good football team. I I, I don't want to like every time I talk bad about a Giants opponent, I feel like the Giants are going to lose because that's just how I feel with my luck with this football team. Now, the question is here, though. Everybody keeps talking about the Giants is like, what are they? No, the Giants are, are a good football team. The offense is not there, but they're winning. The defense is a middle of the run defense, like, but they're making the play. They're making plays on both sides of the ball. And I'm and we are not you guys quick. are you guys are doing everything you can to do to win games, and that's that's what a good make, team is. That's it, I mean, not, you're not it, you're not trying to become something your team isn't. Your team is going to run the ball with Saquon Barkley as much as you can. You're going to use Daniel Jones when needed, and your defense doing to get your staffs when needed. Exactly. And we are not trading Saquon. I'm tired of playing that we will trade him to Buffalo. If your guys, if your guys's record was reversed, if you guys were one and four, I'd say yes, you guys were trading Saquon. But cool. not right now, you guys are genuinely, especially with how the NFC is shaping up. We have the we have the six seed right now, I believe. No, we would have the five seed actually. And no, 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 we would have the six seed because we would have the six seed because Dallas has us on division head to head. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the thing is, though, is like five and one. Nobody expected if we win, we'd be five and one. And the thing is, too, is look look at the teams that we would have beaten. Okay, we beat the shitty Panthers. Okay, they suck. Um, we beat the Bears. They suck. But look who we beat. Look who else we beat. We beat the Tennessee Titans, who, okay, they're not a good team this year, but they were the number one seed in the AFC last year. And then we beat the Packers, who are overhyped because they still have Aaron Rodgers, who were also the number one seed in the NFC last year, okay? And we only lost to Dallas by a touchdown. It came down to Daniel Jones trying to drive the ball down the field in the final minute of the game. Like, if if it wasn't for the fact that Dallas Dallas has Micah Parsons, the Giants are five and zero. That's what I firmly believe at this point. Also, Brian Dable, coach of the year. As of right now. As of right now, I agree. Barring any like slips and catastrophe. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't see that happening with how your team is playing right now. Like no. I said, the your, the biggest test for the rest of the season for you guys basically. Is keeping Saquon healthy. That and and then the fact that you still have to play the Eagles twice. That's I'm true. still Philly's a good team. They're not an undefeated team. No, they're not an undefeated team. They're they're a good team. They're not gonna go undefeated. No. Hot take and, as well. I don't think I don't even think they take the one seed in the NFC. Hot take. They don't win the division. Cowboys do. Yep. I'm sticking with, I'm going with the Cowboys from that division as well. Cowboys do. They don't take the one seed. Um, normal business will practically resume. Uh, the networks will become the Dallas Cowboys news networks once again, if there is, since they are, even though they already are. Um, and thankfully for Vikings fans as well, you won't, you lose, you won't lose another game until you have to play the Patriots in primetime. I am sick and tired. Uh, I, I watched, so I have first take on like in the background just for shits and giggles, like while I'm working. Yeah. And 
Stephen A was going over his top five teams. And he had the Vikings ahead of the Giants. He didn't have the Giants listed, but he had the Vikings listed. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the same man that comes on here and roasts Kirk Cousins every time he fucks up a game. But yet he wants to have the Vikings as a top five team in the league. This is the same man that talks about how Kirk Cousins is, can't win in prime time. How he, lit, how he is one of the most mediocre quarterbacks in the history of the National Football League. And you want to have them listed as a top five team now. They have a good defense. They do have a good defense. Thankfully, they also play in a division with the Lions and the Bears. Yes. So that's three or four wins a year. And the only reason why I say three or four wins is because, well, they could lose. They could probably lose. Wait, they already beat both of them once already. Yes. The they Vikings, beat, yeah, they beat all their division opponents. They beat the Packers. They beat the Lions. They beat the Bears. Did they beat the Lions at home or in Detroit? They beat them at home. They will lose. The Vikings have only played one away game this year. What the fuck? Yeah, in Philadelphia, Monday Night Football. Yeah, they finally go away this week to Miami. Yeah, they should win that game. Miami doesn't have a quarterback, and uh, Kirk Cousins is playing at 1 o'clock. If the, Vikings, <laughs> if the Vikings had it their way that they could play every game at 1 o'clock on Sunday, they would be undefeated. Is there another London game this week? No, they go to Munich in a month, though. Okay. The Seahawks and the Bucks. Where does Jacksonville play that in three weeks? London again? Oh, yeah, they're in, yeah, they're in Wembley. Ah, fucking what, what? And it's the the Broncos again. We're gonna see them. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! More bad football. Oh, that's that's fucking an atrocious game. The Wait, Jacksonville Jaguars that... and the Denver Broncos on the thirtieth of this month. Yeah. Oh, so before the World Cup. Oh, so we're just fucking with England before the World Cup happens. Great. That's Basically, we're just sending them the fucking shitty teams. Yeah, Jacksonville. Hey. I'm, I, I, I'm writing off Jacksonville now. Hey, hey, hey. They hey. lost to the – they put up six points to the Texans. No, I'm writing off Detroit, too. They they got shut out by the Patriots. They um. Uh... I would hope you were writing off Detroit at this point. <laughs> I wrote Detroit off a couple weeks ago. Well, I lo- I wrote off Detroit after they lost to the Vikings. To be honest, that was a that was a typical Lions loss, but also a typical Vikings think that Kirk Cousins is good win. That's um, the Kirk Cousins is elite game <laughs> MVP baby. Just don't have him play in prime time. I, I you know every everybody thought I was you all thought I was kidding. No, the true test for Kirk Cousins wasn't the Eagles. It was the fact he was on Monday Night Football. Um, uh, but no, in all seriousness, there, um, the South. Do you still are are you do you still think the Falcons can win, or are you based on that bullshit that happened? Are do you think the Bucks control their destiny again? Could we just let? Could we just take the NFC out of football this year and just have the Bills and Chiefs just play each other the rest of the season? Uh, I mean, my God, this season has been horrendous. Hey, 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 hey. My team has been pretty good. I, uh, it Giants, is, but let's be honest. We have not seen a lot of good football. No, we have not. But from my standpoint as a Giants fan, if it wasn't for the fact the Giants are 5-1, I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't give a shit to yeah. one. But, yes, um, I, I, I do yep. still have Atlanta winning the yep. South. I They got screwed over by the refs against the Bucks. 
Yeah, no, the refs need to figure out what the fuck roughing the passer is and fast. I'm sick and tired of stupid decisions like this costing games. And then everybody's like, oh, because it's Brady, because it's Brady. Well, that's partially true, but at the same time, Jerome Bulger is historically one of the worst referees in recent years. And how he has not been fired yet, I will never know. Also, I don't also also Dan Snyder, you're a complete scumbag thinking that the NFL is a mafia. You're just afraid to lose your franchise considering how shit that you've made it and how you've ruined it. Fucking telling everybody that you've got dirt on that that you've got dirt <laughs> fucking stuff. I like the Is there power. a more hated is there a more hated owner right now? In this country, no, but that's because the amount of Arsenal fans in the United States aren't uh, are uh, aren't out ours uh, have not outnumbered the amount of Arsenal fans in England yet. If that was the case, then Stan Kroenke would be. But they, true. They also won the. They also uh, won a Super Bowl. They also won a Stanley. He also won a Stanley Cup. So and he also won the uh, uh, the NLL. Uh, Stan Kroenke is just a winner. Yeah. Exactly. He, actually, I think I, I looked this up before. I think Stan Kroenke actually won four, four titles last season. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, won the Super Bowl with the Rams. Won the NLL with the uh, fucking Mammoth. Won the uh, Stanley Cup with the Avs. Uh, he owns the Nuggets too, so they didn't yeah. definitely. Anything. No, yeah, he owns. Yeah, he owns a lot of teams. No, our, no, Arsenal fans are are not complaining about Kroenke though. But no, in this country, Dan Snyder. Yes. He's a fucking idiot. The man has to go. Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm convinced at this point, even though what John Gruden did was terrible, which I'm not, which I, again, I'm saying what he did was terrible. I want to point that out before anybody says, before anybody comes at me with my next comment. But John Gruden was a scapegoat in everything because if those emails didn't come out, Dan Snyder was going to be thrown out of the league. Because the NFL was investigating what was going on with Washington, but then fucking whatever the fuck his name is, I think it was like Bruce Allen or whatever, like taught, like had the like, like leaked those emails that Gruden was sending to him, and that's like how Gruden got fucked. That's how Gruden got tossed out of the league and is practically blacklisted. Wait, I think I think we talked about that before that he was just a scapegoat for everything going on that they didn't want the NFL to come out about. Exactly. Exactly. Like. Again, I'm not saying what John Gruden did was like was not bad. Like I'm not discrediting what John Gruden did at all. That was bad. But like the NFL used him as a scapegoat, and the NFL is now you. The NFL honestly literally has a shit ton of scandals that like need to be dug up. And honestly, I would enjoy the NFL being being like investigated by by the government more so than the product that the NFL is putting out on the field. Is that sad to say? I would you if the NFL, if Roger Goodell like gets arrested like tomorrow morning and gets taken out in handcuffs out of NFL headquarters, I would I I, I like I would enjoy that more than any football game that I've watched all season because the product is terrible and Goodell's a fucking idiot and the league is terrible a, a, a terrible organization. You're not you're not wrong and it, in that what's up? Am I wild for saying that? No. Though? No, I don't think so. I mean, fuck. I mean, we've been wanting people have been wanting to see that for a while. I've also been wanting to see Dan Snyder taking out in cuffs too, because he's a fucking idiot too. But the thing is, though, is like 
because of the power in the league, like it's just going to continue to happen. Oh yeah. Well, of course it's going to, when you have all the people with that much money, it's like they can realistically get away with doing whatever they want. Unfortunately, it's how the world works. Exactly. It is how the world works. Um, at least the Bills and the Chiefs will be a very good game. Very fucking exciting game to watch. And is that one? Oh, okay. Phillies are, the Phillies have scored again. It is now 7-1. to one. Yeah, I saw that. I love how they're just showing the Fanatic in the stands. That's actually pretty exciting there. Um, uh, no, uh, the Bill, Bills-Chiefs game of the season. Eagles, Cow- Cowboys and Eagles will be a great game. Hopefully. Good weekend in the city of Philadelphia overall. I will not be at that game, though. I hate both those teams. <laughs> I will also need to be back to like work on, on Monday morning. So I may not. I'm not even going to watch a lick of football. <laughs> Bless you. Thank I'm not probably not even going to be able to watch a lick of football because uh, I didn't watch Thursday night's game because that was terrible. Um, tomorrow, I mean Sunday, I'm not going to be able to see any of the 1 o'clock games because I'll be at FanFest. There's a lot of good college football tomorrow. I won't be able to watch it. I know that's sad. That's what I'm doing all day tomorrow. Yeah, I won't be. Well, I mean, hey, I cho- I mean, we, me and my friend chose to go to game four, so. Yeah. <laughs> Figured out we do something like actually while we're there. Not uh, Jesus Christ. I get to see a game four clincher for the home, for the, for the hometown, for the home crowd Phillies, G- for the home team Phillies. Jesus fucking Christ. The Braves just did not show up this game. Yeah, they should let the match go through. <laughs> the, no. ma- the match should be there. Uh, I no spawn the pirates into the postseason. Fuck off. <laughs> also, did you know Cronky? I was looking up. Did you know he also owned the Colorado Rapids? Yes, I did know that. And he owns two video game teams. Yes, and he also has his own TV network for all of his um, uh, well, for the Avalanche. That is, yeah. I don't. Not the Nuggets. They go through Bali Sports. Fanatic is going wild. Let's go, Fanatic. Hopefully, I can see the Fanatic at some point over the weekend. I love the Philly Fanatic. Great mascot overall. I mean, he'd, he'd be at the game, so I would hope you get to see him. Hey, he may be at FanFest on Sunday, too. Mm-hmm. You never know. He can't, he, can't, he can't go with the team to Atlanta for game five. Do the Union play Sunday? No, they are off until next week, actually. Oh. They top seed in MLS playoffs. Oh, so I forgot playoffs started. I am, yeah, hey, 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 that, hey, that, that's my de facto MLS team right now. Go to one, got me hooked. They, I, <laughs> I got hooked. That's right, I have, I have two teams. Hey, you're Orlando. Uh, Columbus Crew and Orlando City. Columbus did not make the playoffs. No, nope, Orlando did. Yeah, I know. Columbus, Columbus got knocked out of contention by Orlando. Yep, by two points, right? <laughs> by two points, exactly. Um, uh, No, wild time. Over the weekend, I will have to let you know how that goes. But no, it's going to be a bad weekend of football, in my honest opinion. Except for those, except for the three games that we talked about: the Ravens and the Giants, the Bills and the Chiefs, and the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, even with the Monday night game, I'm not watching that. Whatever baseball or hockey is, I'm not watch. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not turning on my TV to watch the Broncos again in prime time. I just can't do it. I'm going crazy. Fuck no! I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch paint dry. Or grass grow. It's been horrendous. It's an, it's an embarrassment that they've been on primetime this many times. It's because of Russell Wilson, who's cooked. 
He's done. Yeah, he's, he's done. I'd rather go out to dinner with the girl who told me she was. She thought she was a loser again. Did I ever tell you that? No, I never heard the story. I went out to dinner with a girl that I went to that I went to college with a couple of years ago. It was actually one of the last times I saw her. Um, long story short, we were midway through a conversation, and I was talking to her about. Oh, I was talking. Oh, she was asking me what I was. She was asking me like what I was watching. At late, as of late, and I told her about how I was watching the Jordan, how I watched the Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, and I was talking about like Jordan's mentality and everything, like about how he's like now, nah, like how he hates to lose and everything. And then all of a sudden, she just like, well, what, like, what if I'm a loser? Like, I think I'm a loser there, and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm so fucking confused. And I'm like, and, and I said to myself, this is what I gave up watching the Giants for because it was. I remember it being a Sunday, and I also remember the Giants. <laughs> and five at that point but I, I literally said like i could have stayed at home watching the giants but instead i chose to like have dinner with you <laughs> maybe i did myself in there but at that point it's like i'm not like hey i blame her she i did. mean it could have been better than watching the giants huh i said it could have been better than watching the giants no the giants at two and five two years ago uh no the girl if you're call if you if you're telling me that you think you're a loser, like I'm like, no, I'm not playing this game where if I say the wrong thing, I'm fucked. So I just <laughs> totally say the wrong thing and say, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> oh, God. I look at this. The What's giant... up? Huh? What Go did ahead. you say? I was going to say, uh, you know, I said the wrong thing altogether and said, fuck it. I look at it this way. The Giants are now four and one. I haven't heard. I've not, I have not talked to that girl in two years. I don't know what she's up to, and I don't care. I think it's a win for me. That is a win for you. It's a win for me. It's always a loss for them. <laughs> it's always, wait, what the fuck? Is, why are the Phillies putting in Brad Hand? It's terrible. Oh, God, the Phillies may give up like eight runs here. No, I turn it off. I have the Canadians Red Wings game on now. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I may put that on, too. The Dodgers are about to play soon. Watch Cole Caulfield. 40 goals. Oh, that's uh, that's all. That. Hey, 40 goals. I'm telling you right now. I was a year. I was a year behind. I was a year ahead of my time. Got two <laughs> goals and two. Hey, he had two goals against the the laughs uh, opening night, and even though the laughs will have probably over a hundred points uh, in the standings, the laughs are still laughs. They're on pace to go forty one and forty one. <laughs> <laughs> win lose win lose win lose win lose. Um, no, um, we'll see what our predictions. So back to hockey. We'll see what our predictions. Uh, we'll see how often we change our predictions and how often uh, Jake is off the Oilers train. Um, I didn't. For- how I did hop off last year? Huh? I said I did hop off for a little bit last year. You hopped off. A, you were <laughs> on off on off on. I never off. hopped off. I never hopped off the uh, Avalanche though. No, you didn't. You did not. Well, I guess I kind of did when I said that. I don't think I said that. Uh, when they met in the conference final. No, and I said that, um, uh, like, in December when I said that Edmonton was going to win the Cup after I already picked Colorado, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, you – yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense there. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens with the Sabres. Long season. I'll go through the motions. I know I will. Um, Football, Dan, get Dan Snyder out of the league. Put him in handcuffs. I don't give a fuck. I'm sick. It's bad football. Um. It's bad football all around. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss the biggest game of the season because I'll be in Philly. But it is what it is. There, uh, I'll listen to it on the radio coming back. Um, next week, 
maybe two episodes again, depending on how, depending on when the AL and NLCS begin. Um, I mean, if all, I mean, Houston's probably Houston's probably all said and done there for the most part. Like, I, yeah, they're gonna win tomorrow, and then it's gonna be over. Yeah, uh, Yankees, they're probably either the Yankees gonna, are all said and done as well. Uh, they're gonna lose four. <laughs> yeah. Now they're either gonna lose in four or it's gonna go five. And I told you that and I knew this series was never gonna be easy. I, I knew it. Like I I'm just like fuck. Um Phillies, if they're gonna win tonight, I mean they're already up nine to one. Shit. Like they're gonna they're gonna go try and close out the series tomorrow. That'll be a fun time there. And we'll see what happens with the Dodgers. They are one one. You think another goose will show up on the field? I hope so. I'll bring Padres luck. I thought the I thought the goose was there for the Dodgers actually as if <laughs> help, but it turns out not. Um, uh, no, bring out the goose. I want that goose to throw out the first pitch tonight. <laughs> they should have kept it as a pet. No, they just put it in a trash can. Yes, I know they they treated that thing harshly. <laughs> they put it in a fucking trash can. If I'm that goose, I'm suing. <laughs> if I'm that goose, I'm fucking shitting in the Dodgers clubhouse. <laughs> And in the dugout. I'm just shitting on everything associated with the Dodgers. <laughs> just shit on their fans. They fuck Dodgers fans. <laughs> shitting on their fans. Shit on their stadium. Uh God. The goose won the goose won my heart though. Legends are born in October. It doesn't matter what <laughs> World Series MVP. Goose. The goose. <laughs> the Padres may, the Padres won't even be in the World Series. Goose is still the MVP. I like I'm here for it. <laughs> Change it up a little bit. <laughs> Change it up. Uh, Aaron Judge, he's got to figure it out though. Uh, I I told you, I told you, like he does not fare well against Cleveland in the postseason. Twenty seventeen did not do well. Twenty twenty in those two games did not do well. The offense needs to figure it out. Thankfully, I'll be sleeping when Game Three happens, though. The I'll just what? I'll be sleeping. Oh yeah. I'll be sleeping. I'll probably see like the first like inning or two and that's it. I'll wake up Sunday morning, see that they won or lost. And then I'll just be like, oh, well, whatever. I don't care. I'm going to FanFest. <laughs> I can't be mad. <laughs> I can't be mad. It's a, it's a win-lose weekend for me. Win because of a weekend, I'll have a good weekend. Lose because if the Yankees suck, then it is what it is there. Um, uh, but no, we'll be back at it next week. I have no final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts, sir? Um, no, I got, I got nothing. I got nothing either. I've got nothing either. Paiska, stop sending me stuff about Saquon being traded. It's not happening. Get, stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, until then, you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back next week. One episode guaranteed, two potentially. We'll see what happens with the, po- we'll see what happens on these division series. And until then, just keep on keeping on.